0: Happy Fourth of July weekend, everybody! So in this episode, I'm going to give you four tips that you can implement starting today and over these next four days, and I guarantee that they are going to help you play better poker. Now, all of these things, the four tips are things that I heard from the beginning of my poker journey from various coaches through videos, podcasts, books, and everything. But it took a long time for me to actually put these tips into action. It way too many, way too much time, probably even years before I lived these four tips. Let me go over them real quick with you. Tip number one is to play in position as much as possible. Tip two, play against the fish. Tip three, learn something, do something. And then tip four is to join a training site. Now, to help you get the most out of this episode, please go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod397. Okay, without further ado, let's do this. Gambate! Gambate! Take car, go to mum's, kill Phil, Sorry. grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! So the four tips for today. They're all things that I learned uh, early in my poker, actually not learned. I heard these early in my poker journey, but they didn't sink in. You know how that works, right? Somebody tells you something that you should be doing. You understand the benefit. You know that benefit, but you don't do that thing because maybe it's something new, something you've never really focused on before. So you're stuck in your old ways. You're stuck in your habit. So I heard them early in my poker journey, but it wasn't Until years later, maybe, that I learned the true benefit. It wasn't until way later that I actually played with these strategies, that I actually lived these strategies, right? So I'm sure some of these tips, you're probably just like me. You've heard them all before. But the question to you is, do you play them? Do you live them? The sooner you live these strategies, the more profitable and fun your poker journey will be. So let's get to tip number one. Play in position. As much as possible. I'm sure you already know from your studies, from listening to these podcasts, from watching my videos, wherever you've learned from me and others in the past, you know that position is king. Position gives you so much more information. You have more time to think about your decisions. Your opponents have to contend with you being in position over in the next three streets. If they check and call your bet right now, what's going to happen on the turn? You're going to bet again. What's going to happen on the river if they call? You're going to bet again, right? There's so much pressure for being out of position, and there's so much more uh, additional information in position. That's why you want to play in position as much as possible. But here's the thing. I know that you already understand that. You conceptualize that. That makes absolute sense to you. But what I want to do right now is tell you how you can play in position more often. The first way to do it is to call less often out of the blinds and out of the EP and the MP. When you call, like, let's imagine a four ring table. The EP is the first three spots right there. When you call out of those positions, somebody can call behind you. Bam, you lost position. Somebody can three bet behind you. Bam, you lost position, right? And especially when you're in the blinds, calling there automatically, unless it's a blind versus blind situation, automatically puts you out of position. So do less calling when it's very likely you're going to be out of position to the flop. The second way to be in position more is to three bet and open raise more from the cutoff and the button. Those are the best two positions. When you're the open raise or in the cutoff, you often steal that button's opportunity to open raise. Maybe they'll call you and you're out of position, but if you make your size big enough, if you know who your button opponent is, your raise in the cutoff and especially the button, that's going to give you that post-flop position, right? 3-betting out of those spots, too. When you 3-bet instead of calling out of the cutoff, or the MP, or the EP, you're making it more difficult for the players in position to come into the pot. When you make 9 big blinds, not many players cold call 9 big blinds from the cutoff or the button, right? They are most likely going to fold. Unless they're one of the fishiest players at the table, they might call which it's a bummer, you're out of position, but it's great. You're up against a fishy player in a bloated pot, and hopefully you have a good hand and a plan for post-flop play against that fish. Now, the third way you uh, uh, uh have more in-position spots and avoid the out-of-position spots is that your ranges should grow as position gets later. Early position should be the tightest range that you play because there's so many players left to act after you, whether it's six max or or full ring you want to be nice and tight right there 10 maybe 15 percent of hands at most and as position gets later the biggest position or your range should be the biggest and the best position that's on the button anywhere from 25 to 40 45 percent if you want depending on the games or depending on the skill level right but that's where you want to v pip raise first in and three bet from the most on the button right there so those are my tips Two, live the idea of playing in position as much as possible and avoiding those out-of-position spots. Tip number two is to play hands against the fish. So if you sit down at any table, let me ask you a question real quick. Who is the most likely person that you're going to earn chips from? yeah the weakest one at the table right oftentimes the fish the two uh the overly loose passive limpy calling station kind of players that just cannot fold pre-flop nor post-flop even if their life depended on it right they've got third pair it's a tournament 20 big blinds you bet flop turn and river they're just going to call you down all the way because hey you could have ace king and my pocket pair of uh, eights are going to win here right those are the kinds of players that you are targeting but here's the thing Do you truly target them? Do you live for playing hands against the fish? I know for the longest time, uh, for the longest time, I did not do that. So here's what I want you to do. The next time you sit down at a table, live or online, if it's online, play just one table, at least for the first 30 minutes, right? Now, look around the table and figure out what types of players you're up against. Hopefully, you've got two, three, or even more fish at your table, And fish are just the weak ones, like I said, that you target for value. Maybe it's easy to get them to fold, but basically you know how to play and exploit these players very well because maybe they're not too thinking. Maybe they only care about their cards and the board, right? So your goal is to first, step one, find the fish at the table and write down their names, you know, Bob723, Susan789. Maybe those are the two fish at the table. Your goal is, is to play in that 30 minutes of of that one table or your entire session, however you want. Your goal is to play as many times against those fish as possible. And when I say play as many times against them, basically I mean get to the flop against the fish because that's where your exploiting is going to come from. That's where you're going to be able to get them to fold their hands sometime post-flop, right? Or get the most value out of them when you hit a strong hand. So write down all the players' names on a piece of paper. Every time you see the flop, remember, your goal is to get into uh, play hands against Bob and Susan, right? Well, every time you play against a hand, uh, a hand against Bob, put a tick mark next to his name. Susan put a tick mark next to her name. By the end of your session, your goal is to have more tick marks against those two players than all of the other ones combined. Now, you might be saying, Sky, there's a problem here. I can't control what hands I'm dealt or who my opponents are going to be. And absolutely, you're right about that. But if you have the goal of targeting these fish, you're going to open raise with any playable hand when they are in the blinds. With the goal of everybody folding, you get them heads up against you. When they come in for the raise, if they have a weak wide range, you're going to be three betting them with the hope of everyone else folding and you get that fish heads up to yourself. When they limp into the pot, you get your opportunity now to make it big. Five, six, seven big blinds. I so raise. Hopefully everyone else folds. And then Bob or Susan, the fish plays a hand against you. The goal is to target these fish. Whatever hands that you see, whatever players you see against, maybe you end up seeing seven against these two players, but 15 against everyone else. Well, that's just the way the cards played. Maybe the ex- they exited the hand and you got dealt a ton of aces, kings, queens, ace, king. And so you were just playing your normal game, right? And you tried to target them, but maybe you didn't have many opportunities. But I guarantee if you play this kind of session often, you are going to find that you're targeting, your fish targeting uh, uh choices are going to win out and you will begin playing more hands against the fish than you do against the other players. And that just helps you out. It's going to help your win rate. It's going to help your enjoyment. When you're constantly playing against the fish, you know that your skills outstrip theirs. And in the end, or in the long run, I should say, their money will eventually make it to your stack. Tip number three is learn something, do something. And this is actually something we all learned early on, even five years old, when uh, our parents were trying to teach us something at home, they would show us how to tie our shoelaces and then it was our job to hold the laces in our tiny little hands and then tie the shoe for ourselves, right? As we grew up and we started playing sports, well, the coach would show you how to dribble the soccer ball. It was your job to now go down the entire length of the field dribbling the soccer ball, right? You learned how and then you did it when your uh, teacher was teaching you math and multiplication tables. They showed you how the math works. They helped you do the long division or the long math, use your fingers and hands and all that stuff. But it was your job to do those 100 math fact sheets. Over and over, five times eight, nine times seven, twelve times two. You just constantly did it over and over after you learned the process, right? Even though we all grew up learning and then doing, when it came to poker, for whatever reason, it took me forever to realize that, oh, I should be doing these things that Jonathan Little or Alex Fitzgerald or, uh, 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 uh Jim Splitsuit Sweeney uh uh, teaches right or James I said Jim Uh, James Sweeney teaches right and that is the goal that's what I want you to start doing so in this podcast I've given you two tips already what you need to be doing is taking action with them you learned about playing in position you learned about targeting the fish so in your next few play sessions after you finish this episode get to work Do something about the stuff that you just learned. As soon as, whether you're listening to a podcast, watching a video, you're consuming a video uh, within the Poker Forge, when you learn something and you say to yourself, wow, that would be a good strategy to use. Bam! Hold the presses. Everything stops there. Take action at the next available opportunity with that thing you just learned. That's how you're going to turn yourself into the player that you want to be. Learn something. Do something. So here is tip number four. Join a training site. A long time ago, when I first started playing poker online, I just played for fun. I didn't do any studying. I bought my first book because I learned, holy cow, I love this game, but I'm no good at it. Gotta buy a book, right? And started learning from a book, but then going online and trying to look up various strategies online, pre-flop strategies, how to play out of the blinds, how to three-bet and all that kind of stuff. I found various training sites. And for the longest time, uh, I wanted to join a training site. And I'd heard so many promoted and discussed on various podcasts and everything. And finally, it was literally four years after I started playing and taking things serious, I said, you know something? I'm going to join a training site. So I joined tournamentpokeredge.com. Loved it. Learned so much from it. Those guys, at least back in the day, I haven't visited for a while, but those guys really know what they're doing. All the different coaches they had were great. Watched so many different videos. Andrew Brokus was on there. Uh, big, big, uh, gosh, our big dog was on it. Uh, Chris, Chris Moon might've been another coach's name. I mean, there are so many tournament coaches, right? but uh eventually i left the site because i didn't want to pursue tournaments anymore i wanted to pursue cash games and i took a look around out there and i realized that none of the sites had what i wanted uh as a student just a lifelong student lifelong learner none of the sites had the kind of uh progress, uh, progression training that I wanted. So that's why I created the pokerforge.com. It's the exact site that I would have wanted coming up through poker. When I first made a transition to cash games, I wanted a site that started with all of the basics, the fundamentals, and then gradually taught things, but not just gradually taught things, taught things in a logical progression, right? You got to start pre-flop. You got to start when it comes to open raising, teach the fundamentals of that. Then you teach the calling fundamentals. Then you hit the three betting fundamentals once you understand calling. I mean, there's there's so what I see as a great logical progression to learning. That's what I did with the pokerforge.com. And this is the perfect time. I guess it's a shameless plug, right? Tip number four is join the training site. But truly, this is how you're going to take yourself from a self-learning, decent poker journey player to an incredible being taught with other people through an advanced curriculum that teaches you everything that you need with thepokerforge.com. So you have to join right now. Just go to thepokerforge.com. And if you go there and you don't like what you see, hey, I still recommend you joining a site. So go check out Tournament Poker Edge or one of the any other kind of sites out there right now. Alrighty, your learning isn't complete until you visit the show notes page smartpokerstudy.com/pod397. And of course, to get the most out of this four-day 4th of July weekend, and the most out of your poker journey, you have to become a member of ThePokerForge.com. Go there right now, find out what you get, all the nine masterclass courses, all the bonuses that come with it, the Discord server, all that stuff. You need it right now to improve your game to the max. ThePokerForge.com. And happy 4th of July, everybody! Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.